You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. This is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. We are presented by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Five teams, seven years, long time ago now at this point. Fifteen years ago, I retired. Thank goodness I was able to play for a while because it enabled me to get these broadcasting gigs. Like tomorrow night, I'll be in the booth with Ian Eagle, Westwood One National Radio for the Commanders and the Bears. And then Saturday for CBS Sports, Boston College at Army. Should be a fun doubleheader weekend for me. We got a bunch of podcasts, part of our network. Kareem Jackson, the Broncos' safety, 14th year in the NFL. Really interesting talking with him today about all the fines he's gotten. I mean, he's gotten fined every week of the season so far. I congratulated him on not getting fined yet this week. And he said, well, I usually don't get it until Thursday or Friday. So we don't know if he's been fined this week or not yet. Check me out on social media, please, at Ross Tucker NFL. No matter what platform you're on, I'm pretty much there. We, the, the show is at Ross Tucker Pod. A lot of people enjoy following that platform because that way you see the highlight clips of all of the shows, whether it's even money betting or college draft betting and college football, Ross Tucker football podcast, or this show, the Fantasy Feast podcast with the number one ranked fantasy analyst in the galaxy over the last 10 years, the one, the only, the great Joe Dolan. Please check him out on social like I do, at FG underscore Dolan. He is the fantasy gangsta. He is one of the owners over at fantasypoints.com where you can still get that discount code 23FEAST. Joe, we have some uh, buys this week, right? We do. Uh, this is... Uh... It's an interesting time for fantasy football because for somebody like me, it condenses my analysis and makes me happy. And then I go to my lineups and I'm like, oh, crap, Keenan Allen's on by. What the heck am I supposed to do this week? And then you have to pick up somebody off the waiver wire to start in Keenan Allen's place. So it's always uh, it's always an interesting time uh, when, when the buys start up. And uh, But I, I'm, I'm excited, Ross. We got 14 games instead of the normal 16 to break down this week. All right, well, it starts Thursday night. I'll be in the booth with Ian Eagle, who I think is fantastic. Love doing games with him. It's the Bears at the Commanders. And before I forget, Joe, let me give you my picks for this week from that game. Honestly, you know, I'm supposed to do a stud play and a value play. I like I like all three value plays. I mean, there's three value plays I like. I like Sam Howell at 5,200. I mean, he's coming off 330 yards against the Eagles, 290 in the air, 40 on the ground. The Bears' defense is horrific. They're bottom five in pretty much every category. So Sam Howell, 5,200 on DraftKings, 
Love him. And then I like Cole Komet for the Bears. 4,300 on DraftKings. Cole Komet scores a lot of touchdowns. I think he had two last week maybe. He's got nine since last year. That's who the Bears like to feature in the red zone. It's who Fields looks for in the red zone. So I'm going with Sam Howell and Cole Komet this week for my DraftKings value plays. Joe, what do you got? Um, I was going to talk about Sam Howell for this game because, you know, I said on this very podcast last week that I thought the Eagles were going to blow out the Commanders because the Commanders couldn't protect Sam Howell against the Bills, and Sam Howell turned the ball over four times and got sacked about a 37 of them, and no, it wasn't the case. They got the ball out of his hands quickly. I thought it was a really good game plan by Eric Bieniemy. Um The Eagles still sacked Sam Howell five times, but... They were getting pressure on him just after Sam Howell was releasing the football. And I thought Sam Howell um, was just really calm. And the, it, there's a term that uh, that Greg Cosell used to use, and I think he used it with Eli Manning quite a bit. And it was called selective amnesia. And what that means is Sam Howell last week played a crappy game. He threw four interceptions, but you know what he did? He came out last week and he played his game. He ran around. He made plays. Um, I think he's got a good arm. He makes some big-time throws. And he played a calm, collected, um, exciting game of football against the Eagles. And he's got weapons. So we know Terry, Terry McLaurin turns into Jerry Rice every time he plays the Eagles. We need to remember that for fantasy. He's got Dotson. Uh, he's got Logan Thomas, who's a solid tight end. And they can run the football a little bit with Brian Robinson. So this is a commander offense that I think is going to be able to score points this week against a Chicago Bear defense that is one of the three worst in the NFL, if not the worst in the NFL. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think they played the worst one in the NFL last week in the Denver Broncos. What about when the Bears have the ball? That was Justin Fields' best game ever. Yeah, Joe. and then he he throws the game-ending interception, obviously, from playing from behind. He has the fumble six. And when I saw his face coming off that field, I just saw a young man who has been just completely broken by the situation around him. I, he was like, I finally threw for 300 yards for the first time ever, and we still lost. We had a three-touchdown lead, and we still lost. Um, this is a situation where I feel like the Bears have a mini-buy coming up, playing on Thursday Night Football. If they do not win this game, I would not be shocked if Matt Eberflus loses his job. And this is the kind of situation where I feel like the entire world can collapse on a football team. Washington's coming off a tough loss. Chicago's coming off a tough loss. I just feel like Washington eternally probably feels a lot better about that loss than the Bears feel about that loss. I wouldn't want my money on the Chicago Bears this week. Uh, but that being said, um, that backfield, at the very least, it looked like it went back to Khalil Herbert. Um, you probably need some running backs this week with four teams on by. If I had to play one of those Bear running backs, it would be Khalil Herbert. We got another morning game, Joe, 9.30. On Sunday morning, the Jaguars at the Bills. So the Bills finally gave a goal line carry to James Cook last week, which I found interesting. Um, and he converted it. And if he's going to get the occasional goal line carry, he's going to be a guy you're going to have trouble sitting. He's 18th in the NFL right now in half-point PPR fantasy points per game. Um, and he's the number 20 uh 
running back in expected fantasy points per game. So he's really performing to expectation, and that's as a solid number two running back. And this is a Jaguar team that gave up 3.67 adjusted yards before contact per attempt per fantasy points data um, last week against the Falcons, which was the second worst such game of any team in the NFL this year. Remember that they left Devin Lloyd, their their second-year linebacker, back in the United States last week because he needed thumb surgery. So that could have been a factor. Wouldn't be shocked if James Cook has some success on the ground here for Buffalo. But with, with, with the Bills, you also know what to do. I mean, you start Josh Allen, you start Stephon Diggs, and Gabe Davis is a boomer bust. And for this year, he's usually been a boom wide receiver three. Jaguars seem like they got Evan Ingram involved, Christian Kirk. That was a little bit more like it, Joe. Yeah, um, Calvin Ridley has just been missing um, like big games by literal fingertips or toe taps. Um, and obviously there's a big injury here for Buffalo. Tredavious White's out for the season with an Achilles injury. Um, the Jaguars have not been able to run the football. Travis Etienne, um, the Falcons were a defense that has typically been exploitable. Travis Etienne averaged just 2.75 yards per carry on 20 carries last week against the Falcons. But a couple of big things are changing. Namely, I, I think the Tredavious White deal is going to help Calvin Ridley bust out in this game. And the Jaguars are getting Cam Robinson back from suspension this week. That offensive line has been a problem. Let's see if Cam Robinson's return can help them uh, road grade a little bit better up front. The Houston Texans are in Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Feels like two teams going in opposite directions, Joe. I mean, the Texans are on a roll now, and the Falcons back-to-back really poor offensive performances. So there is the difference of the quarterback play, right? I think Desmond Ritter... Um, I think could, you could make an argument he's been the worst quarterback in the NFL this year, even after Zach Wilson had a nice Sunday night performance um, against the Chiefs. And C.J. Stroud's the favorite for rookie of the year. Still has not thrown an interception. I think he's second all-time through three games in passing yards, uh, through, uh, through four games in passing yards to Cam Newton. Um, and he's doing this behind an offensive line that has been decimated. Well, the Falcons are eligible to get Juice Scruggs, the rookie center, and their right tackle, Titus Howard, off of IR this week. So that offensive line could be getting better. Um, Damian Pierce just had his best game on the ground, and it wasn't great by any stretch. He grinded out 81 yards on 24 carries, but that offensive line could be getting better for the Houston Texans in the coming weeks. Do I think the tough games are coming for C.J. Stroud? Yes, I'm not naive. I mean, he is a rookie quarterback. But it's hard to be, uh, it's hard not to be impressed right now with what he's doing and the difference between these two teams. And you look at the talent on the Falcons vis-a-vis the talent on the Texans, and the difference is the fact that the Texans have an NFL quarterback and the Falcons don't. What about when the Falcons have the ball, Joe? We need to go to my boy, Hospital Ball Heineke, HB Heineke to get any any sort of production out of this. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say, Ross. I mean, they're getting Jonu Smith involved, and I mean, good for Jonu. He's producing. But, like, what are we doing here? And I said this after the first week, and, everybody, and everybody's like, oh, 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 God. Oh, man, uh, but they won. They're 2-0, and oh, you know, you know, Arthur Smith. Now they're now they're two and two. They're going in a completely opposite direction. Look, if I if I have the Falcons, there's one guy I feel good about playing, and that's Bijan Robinson. And anybody else, I, I mean, you're at the mercy of Arthur Smith and Desmond Ritter. Good luck. I'm guessing there's plenty of tickets still available for that one. 
the uh, Texans at the Falcons. Check it out on the Game Time app. You can browse through the Game Time app and see what the tickets are for that game. Or obviously, anybody looking to go to any. We got playoff baseball right now. I know a lot of people are excited about the Phillies. Want to get tickets to a Phillies game? Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. Sometimes even an hour after it starts, by the way, you can wait an inning of the baseball game and there might still be tickets. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code ROSS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code ROSS, R-O-S-S, for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Joe, Carolina at Detroit. Talk to me about the Panthers. Their offense is rough with Bryce Young in there. Yeah, and, like, I'm not writing off Bryce Young, but um, he's swimming right now. Um, I loved Bryce Young, by the way. So, again, I'm not writing off a player after four games in the NFL. But the the rumors were out there. Uh, Ian Rappaport reported, I think Jordan Schultz confirmed, that the Panthers are out there looking for a um, a number one receiver to help Bryce Young, uh, he needs it. Andy Dalton is a veteran who's seen it all, so he was having a lot more success getting the ball to Adam Thielen and, and DJ Chark. But Bryce Young's playing way too fast back there, and unfortunately, I think the Lions are going to get after him. And, and this is not a good spot for him. It's a terrible spot for the run game with Miles Sanders, who's dealing with a, a little bit of a minor groin injury. He averaged a, like a buck and a half a carry last week on 13 rushes. Um, this is a Lions defense that stymied B. John Robinson and Tyler Algier in week two. So the Panthers, I don't think, are going to be able to run the football in this one. And if they're not going to be able to run the football, Bryce Young's going to be completely under siege. If there's a Panther, I feel in any way, and I mean in any way, decent about playing this week. It's probably Adam Thielen, who had just two catches for 12 yards in week one. He had seven for 76 last week against the Vikings in a revenge game. He's probably the guy I feel best about. And with four teams on by, you probably need a, a little bit of that. But I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not loving it right now. Conversely for the Lions, I guess my question is, what what are we thinking about Jamison Williams? Yeah, so this is a really interesting situation, Ross. First and foremost, this is Wednesday morning. Um, 
he's b- probably been picked up in your league by now. Um, he should be rostered in every league, if not. I was told um, that Jamison Williams was uncoverable in Lions practices this summer. But there is still a projection here. He has one career catch. He went for a touchdown, but he has one career catch. You can't play him. I am very interested to see what he looks like against a Panther defense that has cluster injuries in the secondary. Obviously, you know, J.C. Horn was injured. Dante Jackson leaves the game. Um, Not the offense you want to be going up against with all those injuries in the secondary. I think this is a big game for Jared Goff, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and company. I would not be shocked to see a shot to Jamison Williams in this game. I would be shocked if he ran more than, like, 20 routes. Shot of Jamison. Nice. I see what you did there, Joe. Nice. All right. What about the Titans at the Colts, Joe? Uh, So the Titans last week got a really good game from Derrick Henry, a vintage game from Derrick Henry. Um, And it feels like Derrick Henry does this every year where he's like, after week three, we're like, oh, he's finally washed and I can't believe uh, I drafted him here. And then he goes off against Cincinnati. Um, I'm done writing off Derrick Henry. What? When he's done, it'll it'll be blatantly obvious, and it wasn't obvious last week. You start Derrick Henry. You start DeAndre Hopkins if you have the Tennessee Titans um, against the Indianapolis Colts. But other than that, I mean, wh- wh- what are we doing here with the Titans? My boy Chigakonkwo, they just can't move the football with any sort of consistency to get him involved. Um, nonetheless, Mike Vrabel always has this team ready to play. Um Coming off a bad loss, they come out and they dominate a desperate Cincinnati team. That's the sign of a well-coached football team. It's Derrick Henry, DeAndre Hopkins, or bust. What about the Colts? So, Anthony Richardson. The guy goes 11 for 25 last week. Throwing the football. And he still puts up 30 fantasy points. This guy has the ability to break fantasy football. And it, well, it didn't work out for Michael Pittman last week, okay? Michael Pittman had gotten 11 targets in every game heading up into last week. He caught one pass. Fortunately, if you started him, he got the two-point conversion. But listen, but here's the thing about Anthony Richardson. Our guy Jake Tribby at FantasyPoints.com, who is the defending fantasy sports, uh, fantasy sports writer of the year, pointed out that Richardson is averaging 30.3 fantasy points per four quarters, which is 2.6 fantasy points per game better than the greatest quarterback fantasy season of all time, which was Lamar Jackson in 2019. And he's currently 6.4 fantasy points per game better than Justin Herbert in that that department. Justin Herbert is the quarterback one this season. So Anthony Richardson, if uh, he didn't miss six quarters of football, would be the quarterback one in fantasy football right now. And he gets Tennessee, as we know, and when we talk about the Bengals, um, I'll tell you how concerned I am about them. Tennessee has been the pass funnel defense in the NFL this year. So Anthony Richardson's probably going to drop back and throw it, and of course he's going to run the ball. The other question for the Colts is, does Jonathan Taylor play? Does Jonathan Taylor want to play? Does Jonathan Taylor get traded? He's eligible to come off the pup list. Do they activate his window? We have to monitor that. We obviously don't know. It's Wednesday morning if if Jonathan Taylor is going to practice and participate with the Colts this week. Yeah, that will be very – I mean, there's there's some interesting things this week. That's a huge one. I still don't envision seeing him play a game for the Colts again, but we shall see. By the way, if you're feeling good about your fantasy draft picks but not sure what to eat – 
Make it easy on yourself. Order in on DoorDash. Now you can root for your squad while your food and drinks are on the way. Yeah, that means burgers, chips, dips, soda, pizza, wings, and so much more delivered straight to your door. Joe, let's talk about the Giants because we have to against the Miami Dolphins. Let's keep an eye on Saquon Barkley's status. Um, Ross, I I know you as an offensive lineman, you are firmly in the camp that believes sacks are a quarterback stat. I'm not sure I can look at the offensive line performance on Monday night and say that's all Danny Dimes' fault. I mean, you watched that game, Ross. You saw that game. How bad was it from your perspective? Well, listen, it's a quarterback stat as to whether or not the guy actually gets sacked. But quarterback pressures and hurries and pass rush win rate, I mean, that's that stuff's O-line. Um, I think there are times where Jones could have done a better job of getting rid of the ball. But, yeah, I mean, the, the offensive line was terrible. So, right now, based on that offensive line, and maybe Anthony Thomas will get back and things will get short up there at least a little bit. The one guy who's interesting for me for the, for the New York Giants, and I, and, and I think it jumped off the screen on Monday night, was how much faster Wandale Robinson is than basically anybody else they have. And totally if, agree. They got to get him the ball more. You're right. And if, and if Daniel Jones isn't going to have time to throw the football – they're going to have to try to create explosive plays with throws close to the line of scrimmage. Now, I don't think, unless you're the Miami Dolphins, the other team in this battle, I don't think that's a sustainable way to play offense, but it's something they've got to try to do this week. And Wandale Robinson is um, a very interesting um, option here. If he's on your waiver wire to pick up and see, you know what? The Giants need to try something. They need to try to get the ball in the hands of playmakers because they can't get it into the hands of Darius Slayton. They can't get it into the hands of Darren Waller because Daniel Jones isn't getting protected enough. They can't run the football because the offensive line stinks and Saquon Barkley's hurt. Uh, Matt Breida, destiny is all, is not uh, is not part of the solution there. So I think Wandale Robinson's the most interesting player in this game from a Giants perspective. What about the Dolphins? They kind of came back to earth a little bit against that Bills D. That was a statement game for the Buffalo Bills. Um, look, Miami has a really good offense, but the I'm not to say the book is out because I think Miami's going to score a ton of points. That's not uh, that's not a controversial statement. But Tua Tonga-Vailoa, when he has been pressured, has been far worse than when he has not. When he has not been pressured, he's got guys running wide-ass open, and he knows exactly where to find them. When he has been pressured, things get muddied. He makes uh, bad reads. He makes bad decisions. And then even Tyreek Hill has a game where he catches just three passes for 58 yards. Obviously, what people want to know is A-Chan. What's going to happen here? Keep an eye on this backfield because Jeff Wilson is eligible to come off of the injured reserve. He might give them a grinding element that Achan or Raheem Mostert does not give the Miami Dolphins offense. But I'm not going to worry too much about that. Mostert, by the way, fumbled twice uh, against Buffalo, losing one. Achan has basically been so through, let's just say, two games of his career. He's played in three, but he's actually really played in two. The most efficient running back of all time. 
He's first in yards from scrimmage per touch at 10.3. The next closest running backs at 6.5 this year. Um, You've got Devin Achan scoring touchdowns every freaking time he touches the ball. His 66% snap share and 61% route share was a massive improvement for Devin Achan. There is reason to believe Mike McDaniel and the Miami Dolphins currently view Devin Achan as their number one running back. That is good news if you picked up Devin Achan off the waiver wire. And there is no way I can sit him right now. I know the touches aren't there. Like, for a true bell cow running back, it doesn't matter if he's busting off 20-yard runs every time he touches the football. Speaking of statement game for Buffalo, my statement when I played for Buffalo was to drink Labatt Blue Lights every Friday afternoon, Sunday after the game with my teammates. Always enjoy it responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA. Buffalo, New York. Joe, let's wrap it up with the Saints and the Patriots, both of whom really struggling offensively. So uh, the Patriots made a trade here, Ross, just as we were coming on air. They have acquired J.C. Jackson from the Chargers for some secondary depth. Um, I think that's particularly interesting. Um, But you've mentioned it, two teams that were struggling on offense. Here is what I saw offensively from New Orleans. I saw a team that started Derek Carr and he should not have been playing football. Alvin Kamara and I know I know everybody picked up on this. I I am proud to say I was the first on Twitter to have it. Alvin Kamara set the record for fewest receiving yards in a game with 13 or more catches with 33. The previous record was James Wilder with 71. So less than half of the previous record for Alvin Kamara. But you know what? If I have Alvin Kamara, I don't care. He was he was a, he had a seventy five percent snap share. That's bell cow workload, baby. And if Derek Carr still can't throw the freaking football, Alvin Kamara is going to catch a bunch of checkdowns for the the Patriots. They just can't move the football, and it's killing Ramondre Stevenson. I, I'm still I, I don't want to say bullish on Ramondre Stevenson, but I'd be looking to acquire him because I think the Patriots have to simplify things here. They're not going to be going up against the Cowboys every week. They're not going up against the Cowboys in this game. But I gotta, I gotta be honest. Like Ramondre Stevenson's really the only Patriot. Oh, and Hunter Henry, the only guys I feel good about playing. I feel good about episode two, Joe, because we got seven more games to get to, and the podcast will be posted very early Thursday morning. It's the show that's so nice we do it twice. Thanks for tuning in to Fantasy Feast. Make sure to also check out the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform.